Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. For some of us, our conversion experience was as a child, and then we grew up and matured over time. For some of us, it happened in an instant. For others, it happened over a period of time. Some of you that are listening came to Christ in your adult years. There came a unique advantage for you. You grew up without that typical church programming so that when you came to Christ, the connection between faith and work was a no-brainer because you came to Christ later on in life. The connection between faith and work, it just made sense. Man, I wish I'd had that in my my story, but we probably wouldn't be on our work for him if it wasn't that way. You know, I had to learn that the hard way, and so many suffered because I, I didn't get that connection. So many of my employees and business connections, they suffered because I didn't get it. Today, we're going to talk with Drew Crandall from Northeast Christians at Work. He has quite a story that puts his faith and work together right away as he became a Jesus follower. Drew Crandall, welcome to I Work For Him. Great to be on the air. Hello, everyone. Drew, how did you come to be a Jesus follower? I had been exploring who Jesus was for about a year and a half through personal Bible study, home Bible studies, church, and by going to a Billy Graham crusade in Hartford, Connecticut. That all came to a crescendo when I was born again at 29 years old on Saturday, June 8th, 1985, at about 11 o'clock in the morning during a full gospel businessmen's fellowship breakfast at the Ramada Inn in East Windsor, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I heard the testimony of a Christian business owner from Long Island, New York. His journey resonated with me, and when the simple gospel was presented, that's when I placed my faith and trust in Jesus Christ as my personal Messiah. So as you were at a business luncheon, full gospel businessman's luncheon, and you came to Christ, so was there ever a problem connecting your faith and your work? Well, it's interesting you should ask that question, because during my journey of exploration for that year and a half, I realized that my stumbling block was, it's one thing to praise the Lord at church, but it's another thing to be a Christ follower in the everyday working world. And because Mm -hmm. I was raised to be a high achiever, and I was a, a borderline workaholic, I was waiting to see if you could really be a Christian and in the business world. And that morning, I realized that the two were not contradictory. The two were actually, you know, very, very, very synchronized. And when we come back, we're going to hear lots more of Drew Crandall's story. Don't go away. You're listening to I Work For Him. Field manuals have been around for decades. You and I are soldiers serving in the mission fields at work. The I Work For Him field manual are intended to provide the practical, tactical, factual, and biblical perspectives around work, women at work, and retirement. Our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for Christ followers like you serving in the field. Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today. That's iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore. Thanks for going digital. Welcome back to I Work For Him. As we talk to Drew Crandall, he runs an organization, Northeast Christians at Work. His website, christatwork.com, christatwork.com. Drew, what I love about your story is that you came to Christ as a 29-year-old at a full gospel businessman's luncheon, and so immediately you had been told all along, hey, faith and work, they coincide. Talk about how you started Northeast Christians at Work. Sure. After I came to Christ, I went to the altar at church twice and uh, said, Lord, I'm willing to get out of the business world and go to seminary, become a pastor if you want me to, and immediately the Lord said no, and he confirmed it through the lips of my wife. And so I immediately started to integrate my faith and my work. I got involved with other workplace ministries, 
and then the Lord called me in 1988 to start my own business. And so that's when I entered the realm of being a Christian business owner. So from 1988 to the late uh, 1990s, my primary workplace ministry focus was on ministering to fellow business owners through a ministry based in Atlanta called the Fellowship of Companies for Christ International. Yeah. And then and then in the, I was a leader in FCCI locally and regionally, but the Holy Spirit was bringing across my path all kinds of working Christ followers who needed encouragement and equipping that didn't fit that very precise job description. So you're talking, about those, you're talking about those everyday Christian workers, the ones that aren't exactly. business owners, weren't business Exactly. Right. So, I mean, what percentage of people actually own businesses or are presidents or CEOs? A very small percentage of people. And the Holy Spirit was revealing to me all these larger multitudes of people who needed inspiration and encouragement and equipping to be Christian at work. So uh, in 1999, the Lord laid upon my heart the vision of Northeast Christians at work. I stepped down as a leader of FCCI, and in February of 2000, uh, I started Northeast Christians at work to minister to a broader cross-section of working Christians across the Northeastern United States. Mm. So, so that is such a huge thing that um, God kind of brought you through and he lifted you up and got you ready for that. So if you said what? 20 years too. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. You said February of 2020. So we're just past that 20 year anniversary. Congratulations. That's right. Thank you. Praise the Lord. That's yep. exactly right. right. So, well, I'm a drummer. Uh, I've been drumming since I was seven and I've, I've marched in hundreds of parades and when you're a drummer in a parade, when the parade starts, everybody else gets to stop playing their musical instrument, but the drummer always has to be there to keep the cadence. Mm. Yeah, and so you're keeping the cadence uh, in the staging area at the beginning of the parade, you're keeping the cadence through the parade, and then you're keeping the cadence from the end of the parade to the bus. And so uh, 20 years as, uh, as uh, leading Northeast Christians at work is sort of like marching in this long-term parade for Jesus in the marketplace. Oh, what a great analogy. Thank you for that. So if I were to get involved in this Northeast Christians at work, what does that mean? What, what is it? We are a virtual, all-volunteer nonprofit ministry. We don't have any paid staff. We have no overhead Practically everyone involved works full-time and is busy making a living with their marriages, families, church, community. Mm -hmm. So we don't expect heavy-duty investments of time or money. Instead, we're a resource they can tap. So we have, through the media, through the Internet, and through special events and resources, we have a potpourri of ways that we can encourage and inspire and equip Christians throughout the Northeast and beyond to be Christ-like at work. Um, we do sometimes organize events or we're part of other events where people can tangibly participate by volunteering at some of these events. Mm -hmm. We also have the annual Joy at Work Week, which we hold between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. So and our, our mantra for that is, if you really believe what you say you believe, you should be the happiest person at work. And so hmm. we, we challenge uh, working Christians Try taking the joy of the Lord to work with you between Palm Sunday and Easter. See what impact it has on others and yourself. And then once you've tasted that for a week, then do it the other 51 weeks of the year. That's great. So what was that line again? If you really believe what you say you believe. You should be the happiest person where you work. 
because your sins are forgiven. You know where you're going when you die. You have the Holy Spirit who is the source of joy. And so if you don't come to work with joy, uh, whose problem is that? It's not the Lord's. It's not the Holy Spirit's. There's some kind of blockage going on uh, inside of you that's blocking the flow of the joy of the Lord. Mm. So you, this virtual organization is based out of Connecticut, but it really is impacting the whole Northeast. Is that right? That's correct. So how are you yes, seeing have- that impact? What are you seeing? Uh, one of the, the neatest things that we see literally every week is uh, I started writing workplace email devotions back in the late 1990s. Uh, there was a ministry called Salt on the Net, and then there was a magazine that came out, out of, uh, I think it was out of Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, called the Faith at Work Journal. And they, I was one of their writers for their devotions. And so in recent years, my devotions have been through Northeast Christians at Work, Uh, I compose email devotions called the Salt Mine, and they go out to thousands of working Christians. As we've built this network of Christ followers the past 20 years, that's one of the ways that we keep in touch with them regularly and seek to make a difference in their everyday work lives. And the feedback we get uh, from subscribers to the Salt Mine is extremely refreshing. It's, It's a joy. So um, if I don't live in the Northeast, can I still partake of your devotions? Or what can you tell our listeners how they can? um, Because I'm sure their ears are peaking going, oh, that's something that I'd like to know more about. Tell us how they can. Uh, The subscriptions are free to anybody. There's no geographic barrier. Uh, So you can go on the website, christatwork.org. That's christatwork.org. And we, we have a subscribe to the newsletter page. And we also have lots of free, simple, one, mostly one-page PDF files that are downloadable, full of tips and wisdom on how to integrate your faith and your work. Also, I do quite a bit of speaking across the Northeast, and oftentimes I will post my PowerPoint presentations on the website for free viewing and downloading. Okay. All right, so talk to me about impact. So you're helping the everyday Christ follower in their work just to recognize their faith and their workers should be intricately connected and that, as you just said, if you really believe what you say you believe, you should be the happiest person at your work and the most excellent person in your position. I'm going to add that one. (laughs) Right. What kind of stories are you hearing, Drew? I think up here in the Northeast, uh, it's a little different, perhaps, than in other parts of the United States and other parts of the world, but I get a lot of chuckles when I say this, but the Northeast and New England are not exactly the Bible Belt. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) So so, uh, it's a very secular culture, and this concept of integrating your faith and your work is very radical up here, very distinctive, very unique. And I think one of the practical benefits of the ministry these past 20 years has been the fact that we have been out there in the public square uh, broadcasting uh, the message of integrating your faith and your work. And that cumulative presence by Northeast Christians at work throughout the region over the past 20 years helps everyday working Christians to be reminded of the reality that they are called to be ambassadors for Christ, not only at church, not only in the family, uh, but they are also called to be Christ-like at work. Mm. 
So what kinds of things do you see the, that you're, are they members? Is that what you call them or subscribers or? Well, uh, it's, it's interesting. We are a virtual organization, as I mentioned, and we're all volunteers. So we can do a lot of ministry with very few resources. Right. And, um, People can join, but it, an, an interesting thing happened the first year that I launched Northeast Christians at Work in 2000. One of the out-of-the-box things we do is we have several trade show displays, and we take them to secular business expos. So let's say you have a business expo with a couple hundred businesses showcasing their products and services. You're going down aisle 100, and then you stumble across this unique, peculiar display <laughs> called Northeast Christians at Work, and we're not selling anything but Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there's like a shock value to it. Uh, <laughs> but, the, but the testimonies that we get, not only from Christians being encouraged in their faith by our public presence, but also these amazing conversations that we have with people who have not yet come to Christ. Oh. And we have led um, many, many people to salvation in Christ right there at the trade show display. That's, That's awesome. That's so fantastic. Hey, we're talking with Drew Crandall today. Check him out online, ChristAtWork.org. ChristAtWork.org. I said that wrong at the beginning of the show. You can sign up for his daily or his weekly salt mine devotional and also get involved. If you're in the Northeast, New Jersey, New York, and New England, if you're up in that area, you can get involved in what these guys are doing, going to business events, expos, Mm -hmm. and saying, Northeast Christians at work, hey, we're not selling anything but Jesus. I love that. Drew Crandall, you also run a business. You volunteer at Northeast Christians at work. How... What kind of work do you do, and how does your faith play out in what you do on a day-to-day basis? Uh, I've been blessed with having, uh, really, a remarkable career. Uh, early on in my career, the Lord really revealed to me my skills, where, where I really fit in the workplace. And so I've been in that groove now for 43 years professionally in the realm of marketing, communications, sales, public relations. And so I have a communications agency in the Hartford area, and we have three basic profit centers. We have the marketing communications consulting, and then we have media monitoring, and then we do training. So I'm sort of like a miniature Apostle Paul, a modern-day tent maker, where I make a living through the business, and then I do the ministry with Northeast Christians at Mm -hmm. work and other things on a volunteer basis. And what I find, it's very interesting, when you're a volunteer, the message that people get when you're ministering to them is, you're not doing it for the money. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that people who are paid to do ministry are doing it for the money. Don't misunderstand me. (laughs) That's never the case. But the the motive of my heart is is abundantly clear. I'm not doing this to make a living. I'm Mm -hmm. not doing it to—in the King James Version of the Bible, the Apostle Paul said at one point, I'm not making merchandise of you. And, mm. and I do not want people to get an inkling or a sense that I am making merchandise of them, that by uh, building memberships and selling stuff, that I'm actually want... He, he also said, I'm not seeking yours, but you. 
Right. So, so the purity of my motive in doing what I'm doing comes through loud and clear because I'm, I'm a volunteer. Well, I've been doing it for decades. And you also get to be a practitioner of the very thing that you're helping other people learn. So yes. um, I love that because you're not just standing up there saying this is what to do. You're having to you know, practice that yourself. So in your business, give us one example of a way that you have learned to better connect your faith in your work. Oh, I think as a business owner, uh, this is like workplace Christianity 101 is pay your bills. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that's an it, option or something? Yeah, right. But uh, it, when I first started the business, honestly, I was so naive. I thought that if I did business with fellow Christians, they'd pay their bills. And then I started getting stiffed by Christian business owners. And it hurt. It, I, it was like being in a boxing ring, getting punched on the left and then punched on the right and, and practically knocked out. And the Lord had to teach me a really tough lesson that just because somebody says they're a Christian doesn't mean they're going to have financial integrity. That, that was an, a really tough lesson for me. But I learned it the hard way and uh, got back up and kept on going. So I would plead with anyone listening if you want to be a good Christ example in your workplace and in your whole life, right, right. G- Jesus said that if you can't be trusted with mammon, how mm-hmm. can you be trusted with true spiritual riches? And we're going to take that and we're going to go into our next segment. We'll be right back with more from Drew Crandall. Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I Work For Him has created a podcast with you in mind. Subscribe to the I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows released several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform. That's I Work For Him Power Pod. Take control of your listening time today. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. We're talking to Drew Crandall from Northeast Christians at Work. Check him out online, christatwork.org, christatwork.org. And while we're mentioning that website, listeners, I want you to know that their resource page is a place I want to draw your attention to. You can go there and get all kinds of free downloads. You can subscribe to the email uh, that we've been talking about. The Salt Mine. The Salt Mine, as well as find Drew Crandall's books there that he has written that God's led him to write over the years as as he's been walking out Northeast Christians at work. And Drew, all of this stuff is for the everyday Christian worker. This isn't all high pontification kind of stuff for just organizational (laughs) leaders and business owners. This is for everybody. That's right. And they're all short and sweet. And one of my pet peeves with websites is a lot of people design websites without thinking that, in the, especially in the business world, uh, people print things on an 8.5 by 11 paper. Yeah. How many times have you visited a website and you try to print something <laughs> and you just can't format it right yeah. to print it out? So all of our handouts are downloadable and printable in 8.5 by 11 format, which is a real sweet spot for the nice. business world in particular. Well, thank you for doing that. I, I for one, appreciate that kind of thoughtfulness. So thank you. So one of the things, Drew, and again, listeners, that's um, christatwork.org. Go to their resource page and you can find so much more information. So Drew, one of the things that I'm really curious about, you talked that you joked about, you know, the Northeast isn't really the Bible Belt, just in case somebody didn't know that newsflash. What kinds of things do you think are the most common issues that Christ followers are um, struggling with as they try to live out their faith in their work? 
uh, I think one topic stands out big time, and that's a fear of being ostracized, criticized, persecuted, demoted, or fired if they dare inject anything Christian in their workplace. Mm. And one of the ways that we help to equip working Christians in this area is our seminar on legal freedom of speech rights. We also point people to other excellent resources on this topic. And the other side of that coin is we encourage Christians, especially if they work in larger organizations, to get involved with or approach their HR departments about forming a Christian corporate cultural diversity group. Like an employee resource group. Is that what you're talking about? Like an employee resource group? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, for example, in big corporations, if you look at their list of corporate diversity groups, they have all kinds of people groups within the population of that corporation who have a sanctioned organization in the structure of the company to meet and gather based on their similarities, based on their perspective. Well, my challenge to working Christ followers is, well, if they have groups for all these other uh, people groups within the corporation, how about the Christians? And sometimes the organization already has a Christian cultural diversity group that a person can plug into. Other times, uh, perhaps an inspired, motivated Christ follower in a corporation can actually go to the HR department, and if there isn't a Christian group, be sort of proactive and saying, if not, why not? Mm -hmm. So, for example... Through the years, I've spoken at various Christian cultural diversity groups within corporations. For example, AT&T, Lucent Technologies, American Airlines, Intel, Travelers Insurance, the Hartford Insurance, the Connecticut Department of Energy uh, and Environmental Protection, Connecticut Social Services. Mm -hmm. So in any big corporation, they may not claim to be a Christian company, but there are, just statistically, when you think of it, any right. let's say a company has 5,000 employees. Well, a, a certain number of those 5,000 employees are going to be Christ followers. Yeah, pro- probably, but, technically 36% of those, Drew. I, I love that you're drawing attention to this, but we're almost out of time. I want to make sure we sure. D- d- direct people back to your website, christatwork.org, for resources for the everyday Christian at work. Christatwork.org, Christatwork.org. Go to the resource page. Drew, if somebody wants to take the idea of doing this whole going to business conferences, expos, and having a table and setting it up, can they call you and figure out how to reproduce this in another part of the country? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what's what's interesting? Having been a minister in the marketplace now for 35 years. I, I got I, 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 I got to just direct okay. your website. We got 10 seconds left. <laughs> Christatwork.org. Okay, sure. Thank you, Drew Crandall. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number four, him.com.